good morning. Welcome to another edition of Straight Talking English. I am your host, Catherine. I am coming to you from a very good place right now, namely my bed. I have an unexpected morning off, so I figured I would talk to you about letters from Yorkshire. After this, it means there is only one more left in the love and relationships half, and one more left in power and conflict. We've got another contemporary poem here. In Letters from Yorkshire. It is written by Laura Mora. Sorry, oh my gosh, Mora, what a name. Dooley, who was born in Cornwall, went to Uni of York, which is one of the unis in the UK which lays claim to most ducks on campus. It's actually a very contested title between Warwick, where I did my bachelor's, Nottingham, where I did my PGCE, and York, where I haven't actually been. But between those three, most ducks on campus, man, go out and measure them. Hopefully it'll come back one of my alma maters has got it. But she had this lovely time living in York. Then she moved down to London. And as these things happen, you know, your friends get spread out all over the country after uni. This poem was published in 2002, so it's pretty new by the standards of the anthology. This actually is one that really resonated with me. Like, some of them I'm like, right, this is nice, but it doesn't really, like, link to my life. So, as I mentioned, I went to uni in Warwick, which is up near Coventry. Some of my nearest and dearest friends right now are living in Manchester, Leeds, Guildford, Cardiff. Like, we're all over now. And I'm quite nostalgic for the time that we all sort of lived within two streets of each other. But now we're all split up and the way I keep in touch with my friends is WhatsApp. Like, I'll send them a funny picture of a cat or something or they'll send me, like, a link to a song or something. And it's this trying to keep in touch with the people that matter to you over this distance that actually really touches me. I mean, letters places this kind of in the past because I wouldn't really send my friends letters now. Though that said, I sent postcards when I was on holiday and everyone blooming loved them because it's really nice to get something that isn't a bill in it. I mean, it breaks it up a bit. Have a listen to this reading. It is not by Maura Dooley, but it is a really nice reading anyway. Letters from Yorkshire by Maura Dooley. In February, digging his garden, planting potatoes, he saw the first lapwings return and came indoors to write to me, his knuckles singing as they reddened in the warmth. It's not romance, simply how things are. You out there in the cold, seeing the seasons turning, me with my heart full of headlines feeding words onto a blank screen. Is your life more real because you dig and sow? You wouldn't say so. Breaking ice on a water butt, clearing a path through snow. Still, it's you who sends me word of that other world, pouring air and light into an envelope. So that at night, watching the same news in different houses, our souls tap out messages across the icy miles. So yeah, one of the blessings and curses of my Cockney accent, my Mockney, is that I can't actually do readings at all without it sounding like Del Boy. So I'm steering well clear of that nonsense. Let's have a look at 
at what it looks like on the page, there isn't really a pattern to the lines, but it carries on between the stanzas. Maybe it's things that are split up are still linked together, because even though we've split them into the stanzas, we still got the message coming through between the phases of life, maybe. The enjambment and the lack of boundaries kind of, yeah. I mean, I was explaining this really poorly, but everything is flowing backwards and forwards. And even though the letters are discrete objects, they are just like a constant flow of communication between these people. We have got kind of a, um, a do, we do have a break. It focuses on the he, it focuses on the me, and then it's quite close and intimate. It focuses on the you. And it's directly addressed to this person. The letters are frequent, the plural. She's getting letters from Yorkshire. It's not like that one letter I get once a year. We, this seems like a to and fro. This seems like a um, like a constant communication. February is referencing a specific time of year. I mean, like obviously, but it's not like just a generic. I got a letter. She's positioning it through the use of this proper noun within our prior knowledge. So we know February things are starting to grow. Maybe it's the news inside him that's starting to grow. We've. The specific imagery and time is actually quite similar to Winter Swans. So we've immediately got this, like, comparison coming through. He's digging his garden, planting potatoes, alliteration, sense of urgency. He saw the first lapwings return and came indoors to me, indoors to write to me, his knuckles singing. The singing, the personified knuckles, it's joy, it's enthusiasm in this really simple pleasure of just doing his garden. Like reddened in the warmth. Red, okay, anger, blood, but I'm assuming it's not angrily digging taters. Blushing, love, emotion, building up. Like, it gives us a sense of what is important. Digging your garden's probably not that important, but it is to him and it is to her. Her job is arguably more important with her heart full of headlines, which we'll get onto in just a sec. But it's not important, so she doesn't share it. So what is important in this friendship? We don't know. But it's not romance. It's simply how things are. Like... <sighs> Having to explain why you have an intimate friendship, not intimate like naked, but a very close friendship with someone of a different gender is awkward. It could be she doth protest too much. You know, it's not romance. It's definitely not romance. Like, don't get the wrong, don't get the wrong idea. It might be. Or it's quite a calm line. It is simple, even though it says simply. The way it's put is very honest. She knows that they live far apart. She knows they have a closeness, but it's not going to be a romantic love. So I did tell him by WhatsApp I was going to talk about him, so I do actually have permission. One of my best friends in the whole wide world lives in Manchester. He used to be my flatmate oh my gosh how old am I in 2010 and like you know when you're a flatmate you just kind of ended up getting like enmeshed in each other's lives you know pick up the milk and like you know do washing and stuff 
Like, I am comfortable talking about my life, and so is he talking about his life. But to an outsider, if someone, like, read our, like, quite deep texts, like, last Christmas he sent one and he's like, are you my only true friend? Like, to an outsider it might seem like something that was very personal, but when you know where the boundaries are, then that's where you can rejoice in having a bond with another human being. It's, think about romantic as well from a different perspective. Romantic with a big R. Think Shelley, think Wordsworth. I'm not pouring out my emotions. I'm not breaking the rules. I'm not trying to make a spiritual connection to the natural world. But this is just how I am. This is how things are. We've got this simultaneous idea, this splitting in two of the setting. You out there in the cold, seeing the seasons turning. Turning's kind of a joke isn't it? The turning split up when actually it would be an organic process. Me with my heart full of headlines. Heartful. It kind of reads like it's a collective noun. You know, like a pride of lions, a murder of crows, a parliament of owls. I once worked with someone who suggested the collective noun for English teachers is a farce of English teachers, which I actually quite enjoyed. It's, is that what it is? Is that a group of headlines is a heartful? Is that all of her heart, all of her emotions poured into her work, into her headlines that she's dealing with? She's feeding the words into a blank screen. The screen is just eating up all her language, it's eating up everything she has to give. But wouldn't it be better to be using those words to nourish a relationship? I think it's just because I covered tissue recently that I'm under this vibe of like, build your human relationships. Like, the screen is eating everything, it's blank, it's offering nothing in return. And it's the ultimate question that it's explained really explicitly. Is your life more real because you dig and sow? Well, it's a rhetorical question. It's the first time she's used the you, the friendly, the direct address. I mean, what is an authentic life? I mean, they're both alive, but is it more authentic to be using your hands and growing potatoes than it is to just be tapping away on a computer screen? Some people would say yes, some people would say no. I'm under the impression if you're alive and you're experiencing it, it's authentic. But hipsters out there, you know, like, man, the screens are cutting us off from everything, man. Like, it is that question, and it's directed to us as well, for us to consider. But you wouldn't say so, breaking ice on a water butt, clearing a path through snow. Pathetic fallacy, the icy miles. You'd think that the distance between them would cause coldness, would cause an emotional distance, but it doesn't. He clears the path, he breaks the ice. He he considers, you know, it isn't more real because I work with my hands. It isn't more important because I'm digging. Actually, you know, maybe she's more important. I mean, we're assuming, I don't know, I always get the vibe that she works as a journalist or a publisher, and I think I read that somewhere on Wiki. But is that more important? Still, it's you who sends me word of that other world. Alliteration, sense of urgency. I should make that into a jingle. Pouring air and light into an envelope. Metaphor obviously. When she opens 
the letter, she gets a sense of the wide spaces of Yorkshire, the air, the light. It's like almost she can feel it, she can taste it. The sensory impression carried by the memories. It brightens her day, light as hope, so that at night, watching the same news in different houses, seeing the same images, but having them totally different because they're from different worlds, our souls tap out messages across the icy miles. It's not even like a conscious thing. It's like a spiritual thing. Our very souls are connected and tapping artificial. They're using computers, I'm guessing, or phones. Remember, phones have buttons to send the air and light, to bring light, to bring sunshine and hope into the ice. I like this one. As I say, I like it because it resonates with me. But if you've had a friend who's moved abroad, if your cousin lives in a different country, you've got that vibe. I really like this. I really like it. The season's turning thing. It's why? Why are we shifting from his world to hers? Is it the pathetic fallacy? Is it this idea of the world turning? Is it that for her things are icy, but for him, it's summer. I don't know. There's a lot I'm thinking of for this poem. The ending, I feel, is unfinished. I feel a lot of this poem is unfinished. I feel like it's just summarising this one moment in their friendship. We start off with the present continuous at the start. This is for events which are occurring right now. Her feeding words, present continuous right now. And then it shifts to present simple. Present simple is how little kids write. I play, I go. It's the most pure form of the verb. And that's how, like... It goes from being events to being just this pure action they're sharing. It's... I have some questions. I have some questions. I always have some questions. A lot of the revision guides that I work from say that what she's doing is pointless. She is pointless. He is purposeful. He's creating something. She's just tapping. Well, she might feel that she's tapping. That might be what's presented, but we can argue that writing the news, that dealing with headlines, is actually really important. I see it more as being a question, but I think whoever writes a lot of the things I work from is just a massive hipster. (laughs) If you are the person that I use to base some of my work on, you are a hipster, feel ashamed. Think about syllable patterns as well. Digging, planting, saw, came, write, singing. Monosyllables. It's very simple in terms of his physical actions, in terms of the bit that drives the narrative. It's peaceful. It's very controlled. Not their love is controlling, but this presentation is calm. It's reflective. They don't need to be together. It's not Sonnet 29, where if I'm not with you all the time, I will physically die. It's contentment with the distance. And this is one that doesn't come up in the other ones, because people are unhappy with being away from their person. But she's happy. In the same way as I would love to see my friends every day, I would rather have them in my life and, like, text them, maybe see them, I don't know, like, once a year. But it's better to have them in my life like that than it is to not have their friendship at all. 
all. So it's this calm, this gratitude. Oh, I do like it. I think of thee. Sonnet 29 is a good partner because it's the opposite. So it's the opposite partner. I cannot be away with you. Away with you? I cannot be away from you. You are my palm tree. I am a vine, but not the bad vine. The good vine. <laughs> We can also talk about the form because the sonnet is quite, it's quite structured, but we just have that one twist to the structure, whereas this one doesn't really have a structure. The structure is a form. It's just a vehicle for the narrative. Witness Ones as well. Witness Ones is an ideal one. Distance is bridged by the hands. The swans show them how to be friends. Nature as well. Love's philosophy? Um, maybe. Love's philosophy might work quite well, actually, because nature bridging things, natural imagery bridging things, mountains get to kiss each other so we can do kissing. I think of that one sometimes, whenever I see two things close together I'm like, oh Shelley would see that as a sign. I think any poem that carries a narrative of distance, Farmer's Bride carries a narrative of distance but arguably it's creepy. It is controlled but it has a completely different tone. I still say it's very creepy. Some people like it. Whatever. I think I'm just in a really calm mood because I've had a shower. Plug my plug of balls. Right, right. The next revision guide is nearly finished. Be excited about that because it's going to be blooming good. Straighttalkingenglish.wordpress.com. STRA Talk English on Twitter. And if you want my revision guide, a uh, pinned tweet at the top of my Twitter. And if you want to talk to me, str number eight talking English at gmail.com. If you have some feedback, if you have some suggestions, if you just want to be nice to me, please don't say anything mean. Just be nice, keep my good mood going. After this, we are going to tackle checking out my history. I was saving that one because I do love it. And finishing up with climbing my grandfather. Then I will announce the second season. Oh, it's gonna be blooming good. So today your homework is text or email a friend who lives far away, dig in your garden, grow some taters and appreciate the friendships that you have. I will be returning very soon to check out me history.